0: You're listening to The World in My Eyes. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation Atlanta. And welcome back for another episode of The World in My Eyes, where I get the opportunity of sharing all those crazy little voices in my head and what they say to me on a regular basis. And we have spent such a great deal of time getting so very intimate with each other, but in case you're new to the program, where the hell have you been? I've been waiting on you. And I am still the naughty mistress with the mostess, the melodic goddess, And the deviant diva, Naughty Nicole Delacroix. And before we get started today, I do want to remind all you naughty, naughty little listeners out there that the Renegade Talk Radio Network is growing by leaps and bounds every single day. We've got a brand new website, and you need to make sure that you've got it bookmarked. Go and do it right now. I'll wait for you. All right. That's good. And make sure you're checking out all the fascinating and provocative shows that are on the website. Don't forget, we've got great talk radio on its way to you, and there's going to be more of it, so make sure you're checking back with us daily, because I promise you this, you do not want to miss what's coming up next, because we have got a fantastic 2017 plan for you. And if you happen to need a break from all the great talk radio on Renegade, well then don't forget to check out Sky Pilot Radio, because they are playing the best music from the 60s, 70s, and 80s and it still features the real Don Steele and M.G. Kelly Daly. All right, my little heathens, let's jump right into today's topic, because it's going to be a quick one. Now, on today's episode of The World in My Eyes, we're taking a look back at 2016. And with so much loss and strife that we've had this year, it's kind of hard to believe that anything truly joyous has even happened to us. But we can't move forward without looking back. So let's take a little bit of time to reflect on the events that have added to our lives so we can try and embrace them and accept the new year that's almost upon us. We've lost so many voices this year, and it's kind of hard to remember that we have to continue on this path without them. And I could sit here and list the many, many names, both famous and not. It would literally take me a library of books just to name them all. So instead, I decided I was going to share some of the ones that kind of made me feel the most. And please note that this isn't meant to diminish any one particular loss. These are just the ones that affected me, and there's just so many losses, there's just simply too many to name. So I'm going to be kind of quick because it makes me feel sad when I think about it, and I don't like feeling sad. And of course, we have to start with iconic singer, songwriter, and style icon, David Bowie. Then, Alan Rickman, which basically ripped the other side of my heart out. Then, Harper Lee, Prince, Muhammad Ali. Actor Anton Yelchin was pretty much a pretty sad one, because he was so young. Then there was Ellie Whistle, who was a Nobel laureate and author of a dozen books about his experience as a Holocaust survivor. Gary Marshall, the iconic creator of so many television shows, and a funny, funny man in his own right. Then we had Gene Wilder, which of course was devastating. Leonard Cohen, who is the singer and songwriter of one of the best known anthems, Hallelujah. Then there was Leon Russell, who's a rock singer songwriter who worked with George Harrison, Bob Dylan, the Rolling Stones, and even Joe Cocker. Then, the iconic Brady Bunch star Florence Henderson, Peter Vaughn from Game of Thrones, Alan Thicke, and last, Zsa, Zsa Gabor. It's times like this that afford us the time to quiet our minds and slow down our lives and remember those who have touched our hearts, minds, and our very souls. And with that, I segue into today's topic. For most of the year, we've tried to be funny, thoughtful, provocative, and even angry, but today's message is one that I hopefully see is one of hope. A message that we don't really share often enough because we're scared of the stigma, or maybe we worry what it would mean if somebody actually talked about it. So today, we're going to be talking about loss and loss prevention, but in a little bit of a different way than you think. See, for me, the holidays are, for the most part anyways, a little bit sad and overwhelming. And I've come to think of you listeners out there as family, and I started to wonder about it. Do you guys ever feel that way too? Overwhelmed and just a little bit sad? Then I started talking to a few friends, and we started to discuss how the holidays seem to be a time when people feel the most hopeless. And the truth is, is the intention of holidays is to make people thankful, or even hopeful for the upcoming year. So, I decided that before we put away 2016 and say all of our goodbyes, that this would be a perfect time to remind ourselves that there's someone that we know that struggles. Now, I'm not talking about the daily, I need money, or what the hell did my spouse do, or why can't I just be famous kind of struggles. No, I'm talking about something that's a little bit deeper and a whole lot darker. Now, a number of my friends believe that people are most likely to commit suicide around Christmas. But the truth is, suicide rates actually peak in the springtime and not in the winter. And I think that that's probably because the rebirth that marks springtime actually accentuates those feelings of hopelessness in those that already suffer with it. In contrast, around Christmas time, most people that have suicidal thoughts are offered some degree of protection by the proximity of relatives and, at least in the northern hemisphere, the hope that things are finally going to be better from here on out. So, we should remember that Christmas can still be a very lonely and overwhelming time for some people, but we really need to keep checking in on our loved ones all throughout the year. And why do we need to do that? Because, while many people think that suicide is uncommon, nearly 30,000 people in the U.S. alone die by suicide every year. And the attempted suicide rate is so high, it's estimated that one person attempts suicide every single minute. Worldwide, suicide claims more deaths than accidents, homicides, and war combined. And many cases of suicide, particularly in the elderly, go completely undetected and unaccounted. And psychiatrists believe that over 90% of suicides are not the result of a rational decision, but rather a mental disorder. These can be particularly intense with people that already suffer other disorders, who are unmedicated, or maybe resistant to or non-compliant with their medication, and/or who are experiencing certain high-risk symptoms such as delusions of persecution, control jealousy, guilt, and even the commanding second-person auditory hallucination. You know, that random voice in your head that just says, take that knife and go ahead and do it. But the suicide rate falls during times of cohesion or coming together, such as during an sporting event or maybe a rousing holiday party. During such times, there's not only a feeling of being in it together, but also a sense of anticipation and curiosity as to what's going to happen next. The suicide rate rises during times of economic depression and during times of economic boom, as people feel left behind if every Tom, Dick, and Harry seems to be racing ahead of them. So, possibly including your forlorn friend in your holiday party even if all they do is sit by the punch bowl, can go a long way to helping them deal with the pain and disenchantment that they're feeling. Knowing they can turn to someone to talk can mean the difference between life and death. Literally. And this is important because you can't assume that someone who's been admitted to a hospital is no longer at risk. Because guess what? Psychiatric inpatients are at especially high risk of committing suicide, despite the sometimes continuous care and supervision that they do receive. Inpatients suffering from illnesses that are terminal, that involve chronic or long-term pain or disability, or that directly affect the brain, are at an especially high risk of suicide. Examples of those illnesses would be cancer, early-onset diabetes, stroke, epilepsy, multiple sclerosis, and even AIDS. Death is a loss that we have no control over, and in some cases, death is only the beginning of the turmoil. From domestic and international violence, Islamic State beheadings, racial tensions, elections, after-election trauma, and unexpected celebrity deaths, This year really couldn't have been more turbulent. I sat down thinking that I would simply put up my usual episode and be done with it, but the more I thought, the more I felt compelled to pour out my feelings to you. I could spend this time filling the pages with all the dark and disturbing things that are wrong with this world, but what would that really accomplish? Absolutely nothing. And it would just be one more proverbial straw on the camel's back. And I looked back on one of the more traumatic deaths in most recent years, my personal role model, Joan Rivers. I didn't have the honor or the pleasure of knowing the woman, but I held her in the highest of regards. She was allergic to pretense and built a career on stripping back the veneer of contentment in life over and over again. Her currency in this life was truth, and she was a wise enough woman to see how very scared people are of the truth. With class and humor, she brought the truth into the light, kicking and screaming all the way. She believed that comedy was a way to make people laugh at everything and help them deal with it. Relentless and a compulsive workaholic, she never stopped for even a moment. For some, they saw her as the queen of mean, but in truth, she knew that life was mean, and she was here to show us just how funny it was. A comedic, and philosophical genius, the absence of her voice has been one that I've missed most of all. And I take comfort in my personal mantra, what would Joan say? And our world grows darker still. So, to bring us full circle, and bring the hope back into this holiday, I would like to offer a simple wish for every person who hears this, and every person living on this big blue marble that we call home what is my wish for the new year? More. I wish you more. I know, you're probably wondering what I mean by that, or even thinking that I've lost my mind. And, you know what, you might be right. But here's what I mean. I wish each and every one of the 7.2 billion people on this earth more of each of the following. Love, compassion, kindness, strength, weakness, Faith, wisdom, knowledge, patience, joy, quiet, noise, celebration, belief, courage, bravery, skill, questions, understanding, laughter, comfort, mystery, goosebumps, light, time, energy, recognition, praise, truth, justice, curiosity. Concern, focus, doing, sharing, excitement, mistakes, failures, giving, helping, sunshine, inspiration, honesty, dreams, peace, sympathy, control, relaxation, trust, health, acceptance, and last but not certainly least, forgiveness. This morning, I reread the suicide note of someone who deserved exactly what I wish for each and every one of you. As I read their words and allowed my heart to feel the pain, I realized what a horribly ugly world this can be, and saw that even though this person endured incredible pain, their last thought was for the rest of us, humanity. And in their own words, my death needs to mean something and fix society, please. And it's up to the rest of us now. So stop blaming and pointing fingers. Violence is not the answer. This doesn't fix anything. You need to look to yourself and be better. It's time to stand up and say enough. And it's time for a change. If each of us made the choice to be a better version of ourselves, we could make this world a better place for everybody. So again, for those in your life that you love, and for all the people in this world that don't feel that they have enough love, be more, do more, give more, and love more. Greet everyone with an open heart and an open mind, and be the very best version of yourself. Let's all learn to be unaffected by the unkind or harsh words of others. Let's learn not to use unkind or harsh words ourselves. Let's learn to trust more and worry less. Let's live with our arms wide open and accept people as they are, not how we want them to be. Let's be strong and courageous in the face of atrocity, and let's not give in to the temptation to retaliate. Let's be the voice against injustice, but not the swift hand of judgment." Let's all believe the best in people and give people our best. Let's be kind and generous instead of cold and calculating. Let's realize that trouble is only a storm on the horizon and that it does indeed pass. Let's stop trying to be the best, richest, or most popular and simply try being the best person that we can be. Let's offer our hands to those less fortunate or in need and lift them up and not hold them down any longer. Let's notice the little things and see beauty in everything, no matter how hard it is to see. Let's shut out the dark as much as we can and live in the light. In closing, I would like to wish you all the very, very best Christmas, and I hope that it's filled with happiness, love, and peace. I offer you one more thing before you go. A simple challenge. A friend recently shared an old video with me of a homeless man who received a $100 and used the money to share it with other people that were in need. Imagine that. A man who's down on his luck, with nothing to his name, suddenly gets a large sum of money, for him anyways, and instead of seeing himself, he looked to others. Why is it that the people with the least always seem to give the most? So my challenge, you ask? Forget about the I, me, and mine, and start thinking ours. This is not my world. It is our world. Start seeing your fellow man, woman, and child as more than just another person. We are the human race. We are all brothers and sisters in the same family. And a strike against any of my brothers and sisters is a strike against me. If we stand together, we will be unbroken. Love always is and always will be the answer. And as I close out this episode, I've shared a link to a four-minute video that is, in my opinion, one of the best things that you will ever see If you know somebody who struggles with mental illness, or if you yourself struggle, then filmmaker Benny Wonka and his son, Maximus Thor, have a message. You are brave, and you are not alone. In their poignant PSA, Thor, with a helpful voiceover by James R. Few, explains the complicated nuances that come with suicidal thoughts. While in the past, people have classified the act as stupid or cowardly, Wonka's video addresses the real drive behind those thoughts, and more importantly, how we should be treating others instead, with kindness and compassion. As Thor recites in the video, keep fighting, keep trying to find balance in life every day. You You can be the boss of your own life. Control your own destiny. It may take you years, but you can do it so check out the link in the episode description. And remember, the life you saved this Christmas is the most precious life there is. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you all. And with that, we've come to the end of another episode. And I thank you for joining me today. And I hope that you have a very merry Christmas and a happy holiday that is safe and joyous. And if you want to get me a present, well, you know the best present for me is to just reach out to me because I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on my website at www.nicole-delacroix.com or on Twitter at at Nicole Delacroix. And if you're still looking for that last-minute interesting and novel gift, hint, hint, for somebody special, then make sure to pick up a copy of my book, Sexual Confessional, Confidential Admissions from Social Media, available now on Amazon.com and all other major booksellers. That's our time for today, and I want to thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio Atlanta, and don't forget to tune in next time. Until then, Santa, I'm still waiting on that copy of the naughty list. Happy holidays, my precious heathens. See you next time.